America. Its greatness is written on the parchment of our Constitution. It dwells in our homes and in our cities. And it is cast in rock on the mighty Mount Rushmore. We have all seen the majesty of those four proud faces. Washington, Lincoln, Jefferson, Roosevelt. And we have also seen on that magnificent mountaintop that there is room for one more face. But who? Who now deserves to be placed atop the rocks of Mount Rushmore? Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer is a man who knows America. A man who more than anyone has shared more moments with both the famous and the forgotten. Now is your chance to help bring Jerry Springer's face to the rocks of Mount Rushmore. Do it. Do it now. Go to rockjerrysface.com and join the movement. You will not be asked for money, only for your support. Mount Rushmore needs more. It needs a face that's been face to face with all of America. Mount Rushmore needs Jerry's face. Go to rockjerrysface.com and bring a new face to Mount Rushmore. Welcome to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, starring Jerry Springer with Gene Galvin and me. I am Maria Corelli. We are recorded live in front of a brilliant studio audience here in Folk School Coffee Parlor of Ludlow, Kentucky. And here he is, ladies and gentlemen, Just Jerry! (laughs) Not Judge Jerry, Just Jerry. Oops, did I say Just? You said Just (laughs) Jerry. For, oh, for you yeah. slip. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's just Jerry. <laughs> yeah, well, that was a wonderful commercial. It, it tells you something about the quality of our program. That the only sponsor we can get is someone that has the fucked idea of having me on Bush. <laughs> we don't know. Uh, they buried it in like four different LLCs as to who is behind that commercial, but it's running on our air. They've, I think it's, it's running all running over around the country. The country. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> so our uh, guy, our IT guy, is sending me the names of the people who have signed the petition. I swear to God, I got another batch today. And I am not joking. They're from all over the country. In fact, Australia as well, but from New well, Jersey. Sure, they don't want Florida. it in their country. So <laughs> <No. laughs> well, I, just, I figured that was an expatriate living yeah. there. But from all over the country, it's, it's quite amazing. And, uh, I, you know, I've been thinking. I don't. I, this to me is out of control. I'm the. Pro, I'm the. I'm not the producer of the show. I'm the executive producer. Executive Thank pre- you very please, much. Uh, yes. And I really don't know how, and what to do. I got an email from someone. In fact, it's not the first one. And I'm gonna purposely. And I'll. Well, I can't read it. I, I'll tell you why I can't read it because the email says. You do not, not as underlined, have my permission to read this on your podcast. I repeat, do not read this on the air. What don't they want you to read? Well, yeah. (laughs) Do tell. Just so I know. I'm going to leave it at this. This is from a government official at the highest level, not Ludlow, not the city of Ludlow or Kentucky. This is from at the federal level. 
and it, um, I want to read it so badly, but it says here, I'm going to circle it so I can control myself. You do not have permission to read this. Well, the government can't keep secrets from us. I want to read it. That would I, be I so want, unlike our government. I want to read it. You want to read I, it? I, I, sh- I know I shouldn't, <clears throat> and I must not, but God, I want to read this. Yeah, that you can't say. But no, can I can't say it. that. We'll have to <laughs> yeah. bleep that. Uh, it, hey, if I were to read it. Yes. If I were if to read it. If you were to read it, what would it sound like? It would say something like this. Yeah. It has been brought to our attention that your podcast is running advertisements and uh, running advertisements and or to some degree promoting the placement of Mr. Jerry Springer's face on Mount Rushmore. Right. Please understand that Mount Rushmore is a sacred national icon. And as you surely know, the faces on that mountain are all great American leaders, not television and podcast show hosts. So I am directing you to stop furthering this misguided adventure. I trust my stern words will end this and not require more definitive steps on our part. And then there's a P.S., and this is something that tends to always come up. P.S., are tickets available yet to Mr. Springer's (laughs) new new judge show? This always seems to come up. Would it be possible to get eight tickets for a trip we are planning this June? Hmm. So I, I don't know. But anyway, I, <laughs> I didn't read that. I'm saying if I had if you read had, it, uh, I think yeah. that's what... Well, it, I think that, that last <laughs> that. request is why they didn't want it to be read. Oh, I guess that. Maybe it's... But since when does being thing. a television uh, host... Disqualify you? Disqualify you. you. It did, didn't disqualify you you from being in the white house no so why can't i be on a rock i thank you it sounds to me i'm Maria, not like you are endorsing this finally no, you not. are agreeing i yeah god i, I, I so just don't want to be denied <laughs> your opportunity. opportunity but i don't want to be up there because i'll tell you why i don't want to be up there i don't want to be hanging up there while you're while the artist is trying Well, to, that's the only way you could do it. The only there's way. no way they could do yeah. it otherwise. Hanging if from get ropes it right. on the, the side most... of the rock while they're chiseling Jerry, to how, get my face right. I'm else, not going to sit for that. How else are they going to do it? Thank you, Maria. <laughs> how else would they get it right, even? You don't want yeah. it. Let's put it this way. You don't want it done unless they can swing over, yeah. get a look, shoot a, you a don't want photo, it done and then go back, swing back over and chisel some more. Well, I'll tell you, it. if you did it, and you made my nose really large. It has to be life size. It has to anti- be proportionate. I'll say flat out, that's anti-Semitic. <laughs> <clears throat> if they yeah. simply depict your profile as is, is well, anti-Semitic? Not, well, well, well. that's why we need you hanging there. Yeah, yeah, you need to be there. Well, there are people that will sign a petition to have me hanging. <laughs> okay, you so. You don't have to put there, just hanging. As I get this, you are yeah. saying to our listeners, please <laughs> go right now to no. rockjerrysface.com no. and sign the petition. No, no. I don't want to be up there. And uh, I'll, I know this sounds crazy, but I don't think I deserve to be <laughs> oh, up that, there. Oh, that's ridiculous. That's but ridiculous. But I don't Good. like, I don't want to live in a country which denies you the now opportunity. Now you're talking, so we want you up there. I was thinking, we all need to go 
to Mount Rushmore this summer. We were there. And we need to be there. And I think that, Maria, we need to shoot a person on the mall. There's sort of a mall there, <laughs> sort of an open area. Asking for petitions. And get to be people signed. to sign the petition. <laughs> or if not that, then simply say, do you think it's a good idea that he'd be on Mount Rushmore? Can yes, you no. I see audience members right now. Yes. I see two audience members <laughs> who are signing the petition yeah. All as two of them. we record. Can you imagine? God bless you. And if we literally had a camera taking pictures of some young person trying to get some tourists there. Yeah. We, by the way, while you're here at Mount Rushmore, would you sign a picture right, yeah. <laughs> of Jerry Springer up in Mount Rushmore and watch the reaction of these people? I've had people say, this is a joke, isn't it? And then they go on their phone and they find, you go to there right now. Well, not now. We don't mess up the bandwidth uh, for our Wi-Fi here. But it's right, rockjerryspace.com. They've got a, they have somehow Photoshopped your face onto Mount Rushmore on this website. So you can see what it will look like. It's, it's unbelievable. So anyway, we're going to go out there this summer, and we're going to interview people out there and ask uh, if they will help us. By the way, uh, this is our fourth year anniversary for this podcast. Oh, happy anniversary. Unbelievable. You're late to the show, but thank you. Yeah. No, that, I've been here. That's I was just... right. Four years. Four years. Unbelievable. Wow. Uh, Maria Corelli brought to our attention uh, a young comic who has won awards around the area. His name is Zach Wyckoff, and he's won the Funniest Person in Cincinnati Award, and then he did it in Columbus, Ohio as well. Performs at comedy clubs all around this tri-state area. Guy. Very funny. He was on the show last week and uh, was a hit, and we said... Would you come back for another week? And this really puts the pressure on, you know, because if, if you have like 10 minutes, five minutes of material, yeah, you better have five more. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> you better have yeah. five more because, yeah. because you just better. <laughs> and then we'll have people vote whether they liked last week better than this week. Well, we could do that. <laughs> Maria joke should be dropped. <laughs> and it's funny how just one last thing. We're going to ask Jerry to talk about, I think this is a great topic, by the way. Uh, Fox News wants to air one of the debates of the Democratic lineup for the 2020 election in the primary, and the head of the Democratic Party has said, "No, we won't do Fox. We won't do it on the Fox News channel." It's very controversial, and we're going to ask Jerry to kind of unravel all that and give his take on it. Before we do, uh, you were saying when before we started to record here how you met Zach. Mm -hmm. You went to a show and you saw somebody and then he walked into Folk School Coffee Parlor and you had trouble kind of putting that together. Yeah, he looked, he looked familiar. And um, I was like, I have just, I have seen you recently this week. And he was like, you have? Because at this point, we're strangers. I didn't know who he was, but he looked familiar. Yep. And we eventually figured out that I had seen him performing in front of a giant room of people comedy. Yeah. And so, and then shortly after, I kid you not, this is what happened. Gene walks in. Yeah, into folk school. And as Zach and I are talking, and for me, it's cool to meet other people who are in the performing arts because I sing and play and write. And so we were talking about our, mm. our, our different ways of coming up with material, showing each other like how we come up with material and on our notepads and stuff like that. And then Gene walks in. I go, hey, Gene, why don't we get Zach on the podcast? Like, we have musicians. We have performers. Yep. In that, 
aspect, but why not get some stand-up comedy? So. It, it was a great idea, yeah. and it's come to fruition. And it's funny. So happy to have I you. walked into folk school a couple years ago, and you were the, a barista here, and you still are. You do a bunch of stuff. You perform and write and tour and all of that. But uh, it's very cool about young artists, the, you know, the starving artist concept of you work various jobs just to get it all put together. And so Maria songwrites and performs, and she's a barista, and she yep. teaches guitar and ukulele and stuff here at folk school. And I remember I walked in another time in a folk school, you were a barista, and I looked at you and said, I, I've seen you somewhere. <laughs> Where the hell have I seen you? And you're like, I don't, I don't know. And then it hit me that about two weeks before at a bar called Molly Malone's in uh, Covington, where I'm, it's an Irish bar, and on Mondays, they do a, a bluegrass circle, I call it. It's a bluegrass jam, and people come in, and they just jam. Mm -hmm. And I have gone in there because I play. I don't perform no good. I don't do what you do, but I bang around. So I've been in there doing that. And I was there one night, had my guitar, walked in. And you walked in, and you, you look even younger than you are. That's a compliment, by the way. But Maria <laughs> is very, very young-looking. And, and petite, she gets into this circle and you she jams during, out this song. You met her during recess. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and that's where I had seen you perform. And I was, awesome. I was very proud of you and what you did because you just stood up with a bunch of performers and, and did, I think, an original song. Yeah. Maybe. You probably don't remember. I don't remember what it was either. But, <laughs> but anyway, it's just funny how it works. That is cool. All of, all of us who are part of the creative class. Yeah. Jerry. <laughs> What's that like? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hey, uh, I want to ask you. Yes. What about this Fox uh, oh, right. nixing the Fox News channel as a platform for a debate? Because, by the way, it would draw. By the way, it would draw a lot of people, and probably yeah. a bunch of conservative people. Right. The, uh, Nonetheless, a lot of people. So, right. what do you think of that? Well, the, the Democratic Party is getting ready. As well, I don't know if the Republican Party is, because I don't know that anyone within the party is going to run against Trump. It might, but anyway. But the Democratic Party is getting ready now for the debates, because they have so many candidates already running. Uh, they're getting ready for the debates uh, among the Democratic candidates that will be taking place later this year and beginning of next year. Uh, through the primaries, and finally until we choose a candidate. And... Uh, they're televised, and the various networks will each have a debate to, uh, to host. Except the chairman of the Democratic Party, Perez, said, we've decided that Fox News is not going to get to host a Democratic debate. NBC will, CBS will, et cetera, but uh, PBS, but uh, Fox News is not going to. And the original instinct of that, me being a, uh, you know, a Democrat supporter, uh, was, yeah, I mean, let's be honest, Fox News is an arm of the, the Republican Party, certainly an arm of the uh, Trump administration. In fact, there was a wonderful article in the New Yorker uh, about, by Jane Mayer's, just this last week, on the relationship of Fox News and the Trump administration and how, for example, Sean Hannity is an advisor 
to Trump. They talk on the phone literally every day, according to this article. He shows up at their rallies. He introduces Trump at the rallies. Um, so clearly, it's not a news organization anymore. It's, it's, it's just an arm of the Trump administration. Now, in fairness, MSNBC is very liberal, but it's hardly an arm of, of the party. In other words, they sometimes get pretty tough on some Democrats. They're liberal, but they're not necessarily all Democrat um, all the time. So I understand why first instinct of um, the Democratic Party is to say, no, Fox, you have no business being involved in who the Democrats choose as president. I get that. But then the more I thought about it, looking for some, what strikes me as, uh, I'm not sure I want to go down that road, is first, I don't like when Trump bans certain reporters bans CNN, bans whatever from his, whether it's press conferences, from, you know, opportunities for interviews, etc., where all he does is goes on Fox News in the morning and, uh, you know, Hannity and Laura Ingram at night. So I don't like when he does it. Now, admittedly, that's a little bit different because that's the government, that's the president of the United States picking a network to be the arm of the administration. That's different than a political party saying we just don't want to go there. But still, I don't like the going along with the precedent that our politicians can choose what networks they're going to go on, what reporters have a right to ask questions. I mean, the media represents we the people, and we the people are made up of liberals, conservatives, whatever, and so I think they're entitled to ask any question they want. So... I don't like that precedent. And secondly, why I disagree with the Democrats' decision not to allow Fox to do it, the actual people that will be on stage, the reporters asking the questions during the debate, wouldn't be the uh, opinion guys at night, or women too. Uh, it, it's not going to be Sean Hannity and Laura Ingram and... Uh, you know, some of their more outrageous right-wing people, it's going to be a few of their reporters that really, like Chris Wallace and Shepard Smith and Brett Baer, I mean, these are legitimate journalists who are admittedly sometimes even speak out against their own network and against uh, Trump, etc. So they are honest journalists that happen to work for a, uh, a company that is in bed with uh, Trump. But they don't seem to be. So that's okay. So the report is asking the questions. So that's another reason why I think it's okay. But thirdly, let's be honest. Whatever Fox News does during that debate, do you think Trump during the campaign is going to be any easier what is Fox going to say to these Democratic candidates that Trump isn't going to say? So this is actually a very good chance for us who are Democrats and vote in Democratic primaries for us to see how the proposed candidates each handle the toughness of a Trump-like figure like Fox. So actually, this is, I like to see that. It's like when you prepare for a debate, you always have someone play the opposing candidate and, and, you know, in the private sessions and be as tough as it can be and as insulting as can be and try to be like Trump's going to be. 
So actually, I think this is very good training ground, and we'll see how each of the candidates handle it, because we don't want a candidate that can't handle Trump and his insults, etc. So I think actually from a very partisan point of view, no, I, I want to see our candidates go up. It doesn't do us any good to send our candidates and get softball questions. You know, we already know we're voting Democrat. I want to see how they handle Trump. So that's the third reason. And then finally, who are we kidding? Anyone who's a fan of Fox isn't voting Democrat anyway. So, you know, and those of us who are Democrats who are going to watch the Democratic uh, debate, if we really think that they are being unfair to the candidates, then that's going to make us want to be for the candidates even more. So I don't think there's any reason, in other words, not to do the debate. So even though when I first heard it, I said, yeah, don't go on Fox, for gosh sakes. But I'm not sure that's the right decision. It's not the right decision based on principle, that you should be able to answer questions of reporters and not care about what network they're with or what their game plan is. This is a, you know, we respect the media of all sides. And so we, you know, if you're going to run for president of the United States, you've got to be able to handle a reporter. You know, they're not going to be any easier than Putin's going to be. Uh, so my view is change, change the decision you made. Let Fox News sponsor debate. And in the end, you'll have better reasons to vote for the Democrat that you support. All right, so I am announcing today my candidacy. <laughs> All right, we're going to bring uh, Zach Wycuff back up. Um, yeah. Yay. Woohoo! Go, Zach. He uh, was on la last week, and uh, we loved him so much that we want him back. I can't believe he's wearing the same shirt. Yeah. <laughs> Embarrassing, honestly. Uh, thank you guys so much. Uh, so here's a little, uh, little bit more about me. I have a mom. Anybody have a mom? <laughs> cool. Yeah, I love my mom a lot. Linda Wyckoff, look her up. Big fan. Uh, <clears throat> so I moved out recently, and like now she's like an empty nester, and I wanted you know for her to have like a hobby, you know, something to like replace the hole in her heart left by me. And uh, <laughs> I, I wanted her to get a hobby, and then uh, she told me that she got an essential oil starter kit, and I was like, not like that though. <laughs> <laughs> Because here's the thing, I'm going to have to pretend to care about that now. You know, like my mom's going to be like rubbing peppermint oil on my earlobes and I'm going to have to be like a parent watching their kid do magic like, whoa, where did the headache go? <laughs> I do, I love my mom a lot. Um, I think my essential oil is uh, red wine. I, uh, <laughs> that's just true. I don't know. I, uh, I do love my mom a lot. She's a, she's a very Christian woman like me. And, uh, yeah, she, uh, <laughs> she's not a fan of, uh, the wine and stuff, as you can imagine, like Dave and Linda won't even order like a margarita pizza. Like they're not <laughs> about, <laughs> about that, you know, which I always thought was kind of wild, you know, like that was literally Jesus's first miracle in John two. If you want to pull out your Bibles, John two, <laughs> that was literally Jesus's first miracle. They ran out of wine and they came to Jesus and said, Hey, help us out. You know, that was literally the first time someone was like, Jesus, take the wheel. And he was like, okay. And he went on a beer run, you know, <laughs> That's kind of wild. Like, and people think it's like non-alcoholic or whatever, but I can't imagine that Jesus is like, oh, you want a miracle? Bam, great Kool-Aid, baby. Like, <laughs> yeah. That doesn't make sense to me. And like a lot of my Christian friends, they'll be like the first to be like, oh man, I think I want to have like a dry wedding. One of my friends told me that. They're like, yeah, man, I think I want to have like a dry wedding. And I wanted to tell him like, hey man, 
what would Jesus do? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Not have a lame party. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I do love my family a lot. Um, I, I don't know if you guys... <laughs> they're super Christian. Uh, we, uh, we went on vacation recently. I don't know if you guys have ever planned vacation with your family, but it's sort of like planning where you would like to have a fight in six months. Um, yeah. <laughs> it was very cool. We had a fight at the Grand Canyon recently. That was neat. <laughs> it was icy, so like if it was an accident, who knows? Uh, <laughs> It was cool. Uh, but I will say, I like have this haircut, but I didn't grow up rich. Guys, uh, <laughs> yeah. I, uh, I, yeah, I like, we took vacations as a kid, but only to like Gatlinburg, Tennessee. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, it's a great place. I don't know. It's like a place, that, if you don't know Gatlinburg, it's a, this fun place infested with like black bears and white trash. It's great. Uh, <laughs> I love it a lot. If, Gatlinburg, it's like this beautiful place. I just imagine when they were founding it, they were like, oh man, look at that mountainside. It's gorgeous. I know what it needs. Camouflaged outlet malls, yeah. 18 pancake houses, yeah. and a mountainside bust of Dolly Parton. Yeah. And her face, too, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. There's this thing down in, uh, in Gatlinburg. There's, it's called the Dixie Stampede. Has anyone ever heard of this? Yeah. yeah. It's just like, it's, uh, like a dinner and a show mixed with yeah. a rodeo all wrapped into a Civil War reenactment. <laughs> it's really cool. Uh, the website describes it as a fun and friendly rivalry, pitting the North and South against each other. Yeah. Because <laughs> yeah. that's how everyone remembers the Civil War. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Especially if you're from Tennessee. Yeah. Um, <laughs> there's, a, there's this thing, uh, there's a lot of fans of the South down there, as you can imagine, because everyone's always wearing like the home team jerseys. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Just, just true. Okay. <laughs> And they, they split you as you're, uh, who you root for, the north or the south, as you come in. And this is true. One time I heard a kid behind me go like, oh, man, I'm a Yankee. <laughs> like, like yeah. I never heard someone more pissed to be on the winning team. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's fun. Uh, <laughs> that's a good time. Uh, it would have been fun if I remembered where I was going to go after that. Um, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I oh, okay. So I, I am like a, a Christian person. Um, so yeah. I, I've never touched a sex. Um, <laughs> yeah. That's just true. Like, I don't know. Like, some, they say nice guys finish last. Well, some guys are so nice, they don't even start. I'm a virgin. What's up? Um, <laughs> yeah. That's just true. This is uh, true. Recently, my coworkers <laughs> brought in this thing they called a better than sex cake. And uh, I didn't know how to tell them, like, hey, guys, I have nothing to compare this to. Uh, <laughs> and it was pretty good. Uh, but I guess my wedding night's just going to be a real bummer now. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to walk in and my wife's going to be naked and be like, that's cool, but have you had this cake? And then it's like smear the icing on her. How does it work? I don't know. Uh, <laughs> guys, I'm Zach Waika. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Hey! <laughs> hey, we usually end on Down by the Riverside. And yeah. Zach, I don't know if he plays a guitar, but I know you do. Do you have your guitar with you I'll, by any chance? I think I do, That's yeah. When we get, <laughs> oh, you brought it. We can get well, Maria yeah, Corelli know. up here to yeah. sing Down by oh, the Riverside man. with... Zach Wyckoff and Jerry Springer on the second verse. Going to be oh, unbelievable. Man. Doesn't be get unbelievable. better than that. <laughs> For the third act of comedy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and before we uh, sing this, uh, Zach, why don't you uh, tell the audience and then all the podcast listeners yeah. where what social medias we can see you on? Yeah, so you can look me up, Zach Wyckoff, Z-A-C-H-W-Y-C-U-F-F. Have fun trying to figure that out. Uh, <laughs> or also, whack underscore Zycuff. It's first letters flipped. I thought it was hilarious in seventh grade and haven't changed it. Um, 
And first week of, uh, of the first Tuesday of every month, I have a show at Revel, an OTR here in Cincinnati. And uh, coming up in May, I'll be at Go Bananas Comedy Club hosting for Jimmy Pardo. So that'll be really fun. Yeah. Good. That's fun if you know comedy. If not, it'll still be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> awesome. Thank you so much. Great job. Thank you. Great job. Gonna lay down my heavy load down by the riverside. You've been listening to Tales, Tunes, and Tomfoolery, recorded live at the Folk School Coffee Parlor in Ludlow, Kentucky. Thanks to Patrick Kennedy for writing our opening song, and to you for listening. Check out our website at Jerry Springer. .com.